Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so glad you're here. And I am so excited to share this week's episode with you. Amy White is back on the Find Your Awesome Podcast. Not only is Amy White back for this episode, but she's coming back again and again and again and again. She is here to channel the greater consciousness. So we all can find out what is the energy doing right now? What WTF is going on? What, how are we supposed to respond? What are we supposed to learn? Just, huh? Can you explain all this? This is a wild, wild time. And I kind of have everything and nothing to say right now. We are coming into this super moon as I record this. The super moon is on Monday. This episode is going to drop a few days after that. Uh, so that I'm feeling the intensity of the super moon. We are apparently coming to the end of this like lessons about the physical body. Holy moly. I am feeling it all. And Amy's wisdom or the wisdom of the greater consciousness, Amy's words. Oh my goodness. It resonates so strongly and it is so helpful for me. I hope you find this information, this conversation super helpful as we go forward, navigating this experience as a soul and a human. We are everything all at once. We are all. I love you. Go forth and be awesome. Amy White, once again, about to be a regular on the Find Your Awesome podcast. And I could not be more excited about this. Oh, I don't know. I might be more excited than you. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. It's so fun to play in this space with you. I agree. This is, we, as we've just proven, don't actually need to be recording, but it's nice of us to share this with other people. I know. I was thinking about the pre-recording conversation. I'm like, this could have been the podcast all in the time. You know, that's how the Find Your Awesome podcast started was I was having these amazing conversations with people and I was like, oh, I got to share this. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. So good. Love it. All right. So let's just jump into what we're doing here. We're talking about the energy of the right now. Energy of the right now. It's so powerful. It's so like for me, the energy of right now is like pulsating in my body. And what's what's super interesting um, is that you know the greater consciousness, which is the energy group of energies that I channel have been, have been sort of laying the groundwork this year. And from the end of last year into this year of like, step by step by step, this unfolding, this opening. And, you know, one of the things that's really interesting as I look at sort of the total picture of the world that we're in right now, like my experience, but also the collective experience, we see that there is opening in the world, you know, especially as we're, as it relates to the pandemic and COVID and all of that, but there's also shuddering happening at the same time. And one of the things that the greater consciousness was saying the other day, which just is the exclamation point on this whole conversation is that there's movement in both. There's movement in the opening and there's movement in the closing. And I was like, oh my goodness. So when they start to, started to talk about this, they were like, right now the energy is about this and. 
and can we hold space for it, both things happening, the expansion and the contraction, the stop and the go, you know, the, the high, high vibes and the low, low feelings, like all of it, making it not right or wrong, not bad or good, but just is, because that's the invitation. Yeah, it's, it's like last year, we felt the contraction. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for the expansion, but can you still hold the energy of the contraction and experience the expansion? Right, because both are happening right now simultaneously and will continue for some time. And that doesn't mean the greater consciousness is saying even right out of the gate, like that doesn't mean that, that the pandemic itself is going to be continuing on and on and on. But the idea that really pre-pandemic, like the time before time (laughs) that the greater consciousness calls it sometimes, we were still in the space of both the expansion and contraction at the same time. We just as humans have a tendency to be conditioned to look at the expansion as a good thing and the contraction as a not so good thing. And so the invitation really is, can we create space, each one of us individually, to be allowing of both to exist Mm -hmm. without pushing against, without resisting what is, but just finding that space to, you know, the, the, the greater consciousness calls the balance point where you hold the, you hold the experience of being human and the experience of being a soul in the same moment. And that, that moment, that space, that, that sphere that they show me is the balance point. And when we can come into that balance, the this and, the human and the soul, that's where space actually starts to expand. That's where the openings come. That's where, that's where things show up unexpectedly, where opportunities come that we might not be expecting, but are, are really you know, magical opportunities or experiences or adventures or relationships or, 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 and that's the energy of time. Now it really is the, the invitation to hold space for the, this and, and then to allow what wants to come to come and, and not judge it, not push it away just because it doesn't look like what we're expecting because more and more, that's, that's the unfolding that they show to me. And, and just from an energy now and sort of energy through the next month or so, this is both fertile ground for this exploration and deeper understanding, but also it's, it's creating a time for us to keep coming back to our center, to our balance point, so that as these things show up, we can be really intentional about moving, how we move forward, how we're discerning the decisions that we're making, because it's the gate that's opening up the next and the next and the next grand adventure for each one of us individually. And by the way, MPS as the collective. I love this all so much. And you're speaking to my Libra soul with all this balance talk. I'm like, yes, this is how it is. Balance. It is all how, so you're talking about the gifts. Uh, well, you didn't use the word gift, but that there's the good in the contraction. Yeah. Yeah. Do they give more, do they give example? I, I can hear people being like, what? 
Yeah. How do I find the gifts and the contraction? Well, it's, it's, it's so one of the gifts of the contraction is in the opportunity to recognize that that movement is movement is movement. Because when we, when we classify contraction as stagnation or a closure or something that's blocking us, we tend to go into the mindset of not being able to have, not being empowered to move, not being empowered to create not being empowered to explore the world around us, whatever that looks like in our experience. And so we tend to be in this place of either or. We're either expanding or we're contracting. We either have the green light to move forward because we feel that expansion or we're being told to stop. And the greater consciousness is saying the gift is in that it's both, that we can then choose, are we, just because something is contracting, does that mean that we're being invited to stop? Does it mean that somehow there's outside forces that are keeping us from moving forward, keeping us from moving towards our dream or even dreaming for that matter? And so the greater consciousness is saying that that's the biggest gift is that movement is movement is movement. And we can choose how, what lens we look through, how we see the world around us. And even when there's expansion, we can judge it as, as um, closure or stagnation. Like our, our, our thinking minds, they're brilliant and they serve such a purpose, but they tend to want to put things in boxes. You know, this is this because I'm taking, a, I'm taking all the data that I'm seeing from outside of me. And now I'm forming this opinion that says, good bad, good, bad, either, or, and, and that's, that's really the, the paradigm that is shifting that we're being asked to shift. Now, some people will have an easier time coming into contact and connection with that than others. And the, the, the idea here is that when we feel resistance, that is the opportunity to explore. What am I pushing against? What part of this am I pushing against? And is it my story? You know, and it's not, there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment, but it really is in the space of when we explore, when we come into deeper and deeper contact with our truth, each individually, then the space opens up for us to explore more and to move more, even with the limitations or, or, constrictions that might be externally around us. So when you say, is it my story? Do you mean it could be someone else's story? It could be like old beliefs that are still hanging out in our bodies or our brains that actually they're like stale crackers. They're stale crackers, just like the invitation of what wants to come, allow it to come. You know, the, the, and there, and that is what needs to go. We can allow to go. I just had, um, I just hosted a monthly event. I do this monthly open channeling event last night. And one of the things that the greater consciousness um, invited me to share with the community there was this idea that sometimes we don't even realize the stories about ourselves that we tell over and over. And it doesn't have to be big things. It can be really small, subtle things, but the the recognition of them actually open big space. And the example that I shared, um, which I had completely forgotten about until the greater consciousness kind of nudged me about it last night was that 
my entire life, I believed I had brown eyes. I was told, I guess, from the beginning that my eyes were brown. And <laughs> I went to, um, I just moved about six months ago. And so I went to a new eye doctor when I was here because I broke my glasses. And the first thing she said to me was, wow, you have the most beautiful hazel eyes. And I said, no, my eyes are brown. <laughs> and she, she kind of you know, looked at me, she stepped back a little bit and she says, no, really your eyes are hazel. And I, I was like, what? But then she gave me a mirror and I looked and I, and for the first time I was like, oh, my eyes are really hazel. They're hazel. They're not brown, you know, and it's such a funny little, you know, like funny little story, but it, it really emphasizes so much how we have these beliefs about ourselves. We never even question. I mean, I, I don't know why it never came into my awareness that I should maybe look at my own eyes and see what color they are. But I, I literally never, never even thought of it. If someone asked me, I had brown eyes, you know, that was it. And my license says I have brown eyes, which is also fun, kind of funny as well. But it, it's, it's those types of experiences that when they show up in our lives, it really is the, the door that opens to this broader expanse. When we start to go, wow, this was a story that I have believed my whole life that really isn't my truth. So what else might I be telling myself about myself that also isn't my truth? And this wasn't a story I, I'm going, I'm going to venture a guess that I didn't make it up, you know, my own story. So at some point, some outside influence told me that I had brown eyes and not maliciously. I'm not sure why, but you know, it, it, that was what it was. And maybe my eyes were much darker when I was a child. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's like, I still am doing some of this exploration, but, but the point really is that you know, when we come into contact with these things, it is the, you know, the, and the greater consciousness is using this word invitation a lot during the call, this podcast today, but it's really about these invitations to explore what is it that we believe, you know, and right now, one of the biggest things that we can be looking at is our belief of how free are we? How free are we to make choices? How free are we to move about the planet? You know, one of my, one of my favorite spiritual teachers says, you know, we are so free, we can choose bondage. And I love that idea in the fact that I can see in my own life where that's happened in the past, but also when we recognize that we can choose to believe things that can, can bind us and can hold us back from that, that greater and greater expansion that we're being invited right now, especially with this energy right now to embody more and more and more. So if we are so free that we can choose bondage, then we are also so free that we can choose freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, this and the, you know, the world is closing in around me and I'm still free to move. I'm still free to create. I'm still free to, I don't have to wait for any outside condition to change so that I can continue to, 
to be in my expansion and my fluidity and my, and my, and the greater consciousness is saying, look, we get it as humans, you have rules and you have these recommendations. And there's been a lot of rules and recommendations over the past year or so that have been very strongly and reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. And they're, they're not saying just throw it all to the wayside, right? They're saying, but, but, and this, and we also have the opportunity, each one of us to come into contact with which parts of those recommendations, which part of those um, requirements, which part do we have freedom to choose? What is an alignment for us? And, and, the, the one thing that they, they really want to emphasize here is that when we're talking about coming into alignment with our truth, there's no pushing against. It's not, you know, it's not this, this uh, energy of you can't tell me what to do. That's not the invitation. The invitation is what are things that you feel free to do, that you feel free to do, that may or may not um, mirror everything that's being, all of the data, all of the information that's being fed through to us in this moment. That's where freedom is. So it feels like the way I feel it in my body is that alignment the greater consciousness is inviting us into is that like shoulders drop, sigh of relief. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. It's the permission to do what the wisdom of, of your body tells you to do. Yes. And I love that uh, so much because one of the things that I've been teaching in my practice for years is using the physical body to be the indicator of truth and untruth, you know, not, and it doesn't even mean like externally, like, is this information truth or untruth, but how does this information fit sit in my body? Is it my truth? And what is my truth? And can I own my truth without pushing against someone else's truth that might be different? Can I own my own reality? What, what feels resonant to me? You know, I almost use the words, my beliefs, but consciousness was like, no, it's not about, can I own my beliefs? It's, can I own what is resonant to me? What, what resonates in my body, where my shoulders go back, where I feel a deeper inhale and exhale. To me, that's how my body indicates truth, my truth. And then from there, moving about the world in a way that allows me to honor my truth first, you know, and not, not that we don't take into account others around us because we do live in community. We live as a collective, but when we move from the place of our truth first, everything else around us falls in line. And especially when we're not pushing against anything else or everything else around us. And that pushing against, is that a form of contraction? It could be a form of contraction. It, 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 it's more a form of self. It's not even contraction. The word that they're using is it's like a self block or a self stop or an excuse to not move forward. So while it's movement, right, the pushing against, it's movement that doesn't serve our highest good. So it's yeah, that self-sabotage that we were talking about before we hit record. Yeah, self-sabotage is absolutely, absolutely. But it's also, it's also that self-binding, 
It's mm-hmm. also that, that, you know, it's, 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 it, it doesn't even need to be um, sabotage as much as it has to be stoppage or, or it, it feels like stoppage when we're creating situations that stop our forward progression, our forward evolution because of these belief systems, because of the stories we tell ourselves, because we give our power away to ideas and information that doesn't resonate with us. That's so I, this is funny that this is what just came up when you said power away. I recently decided, <laughs> I proclaimed to the Florida weather gods, you don't own me. Even if you say it's going to rain, I have learned finally that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to rain and I'm going to keep doing, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm yeah, going to keep yeah. going in the direction of my heart and then I will adapt if, if, if the rains come but I'm going to stop letting the weather own me. I love that. That's a really beautiful example of exactly what they're saying. Like you can, you can choose, you know, and if, if you were to say one day have that conversation with the weather, but something inside of you says, "Mm, today feels like a day that I, the, the weather report for lack of better words resonates with me in a deeper way. And I'm going to listen to that because now I'm not pushing against mm-hmm. my own inner knowing, you know, and that that's also the beautiful this and experience. Yes, the weather doesn't own you and it can be an indicator of some information that allows you to make dis- different decisions as you feel called. So it's not a, it's not a black or white. It's a, it's, it's a, this, and it's a constant being in constant connection with ourselves so that we can discern how, what is our body telling us, you know, gosh, today I was going to, you know, I was going to go with my normal weather relationship, weather conversation, but something in me feels like "Mm, today may not be the day to, to do that. And that's, that's the beauty of it. That's the magic in having that connection and contact into that inner knowing and listening to your body's indicator of, hmm, let's think about this for a minute. So what's coming up when you say that is it's greeting each day, each moment as brand new. Each moment, each moment. Yeah. And I think that this and invitation allows for the moment by moment by moment exploration, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's about being more and more conscious. It's being in conscious awareness of how we're moving through the world, how we're moving through our days, how we're setting our days up, you know, and where we are creating resistance or where we are allowing stories to come in that are hindering our expansion or exploration or forward movement. Now, the thing the greater consciousness is saying is that this is not about perfection. And just like the expansion contraction conversation, when we are not in tune, there's as much value in our our alignment and coming back into alignment as there is when we listen. So there, you know, there's no perfection here. We are, we are training, like this is a whole training ground for us day by day by day, as we're training to expand and then embody that expansion and expand and embody that expansion, the contrast, the the constriction is equally as important as the expansion and the flow. (sighs) 
Mm. The constriction is just as important as the ease and the flow. Yeah. And what you had said earlier is that we can hold them both at once as we can hold being a soul and being a human, which sometimes feels really tricky. It's very, it can feel very tricky. And, and again, it's not, it's not about perfection. You know, there are things, there are, there are things that because we are living in this human experience, we need to be maybe more human (laughs) in some moments than soul, you know, but it's that keep coming back, keep coming back to that middle place, that balanced place, that balanced point as often as we can, because it's there's where that's where the juice is, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the magic is. That's where we are in our, uh, you know, deep, deeper and deeper and deepest connection into the whole of who we are. The, the interesting thing that is really um, alive right now in the collective consciousness is this idea of starting to question the idea of um, transcending the human experience. For for generations and generations and millennium, I don't I don't even know how long, you know, humans have been maybe even from the very beginning of human existence, there's been this this conditioning that we're here to learn how to not be human. We're here to find our way back to that soul experience only. And right now, the awakening is this this and it's the oh gosh wait a minute, I didn't choose to come into this human experience to learn how to not be human. In fact, right now, specifically for all of us that are alive in this time and space, we came to learn how to be human. Messy, dirty, conflicted, resistant humans. And bring that soul part of us into the equation. Both this and. And so, yeah, the most more we can embody the humanness of, of us, the, the more we connect into the soulfulness of us. Mm. The more we can embody the humanness of us, the more we can connect into the soulness yeah. of us. Yeah. Yes. And that resonates so deeply too, because the idea of transcendence makes it feel like for me, I've always interpreted that as there's a finish line, get to the finish line. And this is funny. I'm an athlete. I do like race towards the finish line often. And yet it's so not about the finish line. Mm -mm. The joy is in the process. The magic is in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and what's something that the greater consciousness has been talking about a lot lately is about that, the ability to savor, the moments savor the process mm, like like a good mm, bowl of porridge yeah like a good bowl of <laughs> porridge like really allow yeah the whole experience you know to to be there and we can do that in all areas of our life as often as we can find our way there you know that feels like a reminder to notice the times when you want to run away like when you want to run away from pain or from the fear of pain, what happens if you sit with it? That's a big invitation, right? But it is, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the gate. It's the way through, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's really holding, holding that pain is part of that this and process, you know, being with it while you are both feeling it and healing it at the same time. So how often does the, does the energy shift? Like this is a big surge of energy that's coming through for us right now. And we're, we're all in it. And yeah. When is it going to be different? Does that, is there any um, like ability to track it? Is there any regularity to it? Or is that just totally out of I love this question, you know, because it takes me to astrology, you know, a little bit, which I am, I'm in no way, shape or form, uh, an expert, um, in astrology, but you know, there is some, there is some, uh, cyclical nature to the energy that I, I believe is here on the planet collectively and really in the universe, right? Cause it's, it's not just <laughs> the, 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 the cosmos don't just impact earth, right? It's, it's all of the existence of all of it, of all of it, of all of it. Um, but so there is the, there is the ability to see how energy cycles, just like the seasons, you know um, I don't get them as much here on the West coast, but you know, parts of the U S and other parts of the world, you know, really get to experience, you know, spring into summer, summer into autumn, autumn into winter, and how that those even those energy shifts track to a lot of how we experience our lives. There's the birthing of spring, there's the sort of lazy river flow of summer, you know, there's the starting to fall away of autumn, and then the real hibernating and the and the dying off of things in the winter. So there's that cycle, you know, there's the planetary cycles, which have, which do influence energy. And then there's the, the calling of the collective that is desiring more and more. And so all of that comes together in a way that I, I don't, you know, the greater consciousness is, is, is laughing a little bit uh, as I'm trying to uh, find a way to say like, yes or no. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of this. And, um, but it is in the, the being aware of all of the different types of energy cycles that are there. And then some, some times the energy is going to be more, um, abrasive or more powerful or more quiet or more, and, and it's both collectively felt, but also each one of us individually, translates the energy on the planet a little bit differently based on what we're experiencing and what we're, we're asking to experience. You know, a great example is um, the, the, the pandemic and that as many people as felt shuttered in and unable to do any kind of movement, in, there were others that had some of the most expansive years of their lives. And so it's both, it's this and. Um, And so I don't think there's a way to particularly track the cycles of energy, but what the greater consciousness is saying that's really important is to be aware of the energy that you're feeling day to day, moment by moment, week to week, and then moving and aligning to that energy so that you're using the energy in the way that is most aligned for you. 
So as we talked at the very beginning, like the energy right now and in through May, it's super fertile. It's really sparkly. And it's funny because we're like coming into Taurus season, which is, you know, is pretty like slow and sloggy and earthy and connected, but it's this and because it's like there, we have that groundedness and the swirling of energy that's bringing in for us, if we're willing to see it, all of these new and different and, and unexpected opportunities, both. And probably it's the, you know, it's one of the greatest times for this to happen because of the groundedness of this Taurus energy that's here on the planet. Mm. Because then we're not flying off into the stratosphere when something comes in that completely catches us off guard. And, and, and they keep saying like, in a good way, like this is the time of really exciting opportunities. This isn't rug getting pulled out from under us. Though, though I mean, there'd be some of that because that's part of the, of the, of the process of the, of the path that we each walk, but more it's about inviting in these really wild opportunities. I am so excited. Me too. I'm, I don't know, Amy, if you know that I have an advent calendar year round advent calendar. It was my Christmas present for my husband last year. And I asked him if I could have it again this year because I love the surprises. I love opening up a brand new door every day. Yes. Yes. You know, and sometimes I would imagine you open a door and you're like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> and yet then it's like, Ooh, but I've not ever considered this before. Mm-hmm. You know, the greater consciousness was bringing through this idea that, and, and we might've talked about this before, but they want me to say it again, is this idea that if you don't know, you like avocados, you may never pick avocados, but then an avocado shows up and you're like, huh, interesting. And then you try it and you're like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. And then all of a sudden you're throwing it in brownies and smoothies and like all the things. But when we hold to the things that we're expecting, because we know what we, we think we know what we like, we miss out on the chance to explore and maybe even find that there's something else out there that we really love. I think we talked about this in the space of um, non-specific manifesting. Yeah. This is also for people with open taste digestion. I can't remember if that's you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's me. And it's this like, I need to taste something to know if I like it. So you need to remember to try all the things to be open. I think I have to smell everything to know if Mm -hmm. I like it. Yes. I I think you, you can recognize foods are like, good for you just by the yeah. smell. And if, if things are ripe and ready just by yeah. smelling them. Yeah. That's it. You're it's like, so little bunny follows his nose. <laughs> it's, I love that. But I think that's, you know, when we start to embrace that we have, you know, that, that, op- that things can show up in our lives that are unexpected, but then if we don't resist, you know, if we don't go, I don't like avocado. I don't like how they look or, you know, and it's, but it's maybe some, maybe it's that story. Like we were talking about before my mother never ate avocados. So I never had a chance to try an avocado. So I'm not going to try an avocado push against push against, but you know, if the avocado shows up kind of out of the blue, maybe it's something for you to at least explore. You know, you may find out at the end that you really truly don't like avocados you know, but at least then you have something that is, you have your own story. It's your story now. 
and not something that may or, you know, may be you're carrying that someone else's. Yeah. And I feel like so many people are off to make avocado toast or guacamole or do something with avocado right I now. Want, <laughs> I want that for lunch for sure. <laughs> and you probably have easy access to avocados in California. Oh my gosh. Like trees outside my house. You know, That's crazy. Pick an avocado. Yeah. It's amazing. Here in Florida, we have to go to the store for such things. Actually, what? not everyone. There are some avocado <laughs> trees. Um, but like I just told you earlier, I just ordered rocks from Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Because everything is possible. Everything is possible. And see, I love that actually. Now, it, and it didn't pop in, it didn't hit me earlier, but it's coming in now. It's like that idea that you could have pushed against it. You could have said, I'm going to find the rocks other ways that felt in resistance, but you went with the path of least resistance that felt in alignment and look how magic it is. Boom. I got to come clean. I resisted at first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I resisted. And then I opened up to the magic. But I think too, again, that's the, this and, you know, that's the the perfection, right? Yeah. Yeah. The greater consciousness isn't saying, um, you, you're, you're never supposed to have resistance. It's saying, they're saying, be aware of, when you're in resistance and use it as an opportunity for inquiry. How do you know? Oh, wait, go ahead. Nope. I was just going to say that's, that's really is how, you know, they're, they're making me feel again, is that sort of exclamation point on that discussion. Mm. So how do you, Amy, know when you're in resistance, how do you recognize Uh, it? I feel it in my body. Where? I feel it in my body. I feel it in my gut. You know, I feel it. There's, I I tell the story a lot because when I teach the truth or untruth process using your body as the, as the barometer, um, my untruth, when I, when something's not true for me, I get a very tight gut and my tongue starts to buzz. And so I actually now, um, recognize the buzzing tongue feeling when I'm, when I'm starting to think or ruminate about something and I'm like, something's happening here good invitation to explore it a little bit more. And, and, you know, sometimes I catch the momentum early. Sometimes it's in like full, you know, boulder rolling down the hill at a million miles an hour. Um, and, and so I get out of the way and then I explore it, but it, it, it's not, like you said, it's not about perfection. It's about awareness and, and being aware of it as soon as you can be aware of it and then doing something with it that feels resonant to you. And it's going to look different for each one of us. And that is the permission that I love even, even so, so much more, I think probably than any of this conversation we've had today is that we each have this unique opportunity and unique journey. And so to come into what, to have permission to look at what works for us, what's true for us, what resonates for us, that's it. That is it, it, it. And I feel like you just got an invitation with that because I think the story I have in my head, at least, is that hazel eyes, as someone with hazel eyes, are less common than brown eyes. So you just got an invitation to like own you are more unique. There are fewer ah. people like you. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, and now it's funny because I really notice that I look at people's eyes much more. Um, 
you know, just out of curiosity, like, oh, who has, who else has hazel eyes? It, it's, it's really, it's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Mm, seeing yeah. yourself in other people's eyes. Yes. And seeing myself with different eyes. Mm. Let's close this down on that note. Yeah. Will you please remind people where they can find you? Yes, they can find me on my website at amywhite.co. Um, I'm also on all the socials. So um, Ms. Amy White, MZ Amy White on Instagram, Amy White Medium on Facebook, but all of the links to my uh, social are on my website. So it's really the one-stop shop. You are amazing. And I'm so excited to keep doing this with you. Yes, me too. So good. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. I love you back. (laughs) So did that resonate? I adore Amy White. I am so grateful to have her on my team. I am so grateful to have her as a friend. I am so excited and honored to share her and her message and the messages of the greater consciousness with you all right here. So I think this is the greatest and I hope you do too. And I hope you are excited for many more episodes with Amy. Remember, if you want to work with Amy, if you want to learn more about Amy, well, first of all, head back to episode 194, it's a couple months ago, to hear my first episode with Amy, and then go to amywhite.co for all things Amy White. If you want to work with me, go to kelseyabbott.com. That's where you can get your free human design chart, where you can book a human design reading, an individual reading, or a partner reading. And that is where you can learn more about light leader amplification, which is coaching for people who want to raise the world by being their divine selves. If that's for you, head over to KelseyAbbott.com. And finally, if this resonated with you, if this whole episode resonated with you, please share it with a friend. That's it. I love you. You are amazing. I'm excited for miracles and magic and wonder and awe. Go forth and be awesome.